This short is brought to you by Lens Protocol. What do you think we're actually missing to achieve mainstream adoption? Are there are there any things beyond gas fees, beyond yeah. education? Anything that you sort of see being a, a driver that people are missing out that we could improve on as a community, as a whole? Yeah, that is a great question. Um, it's a really hard question. Uh, it's a question I've been trying to answer for quite some time. Um, and I, I don't think I have like the perfect answer that, that cracks it. But um, one thing that I've been really thinking about a lot is the importance of like social consensus around value. I know that sounds really weird, but um, like if you think about money, it's really just the social consensus tool. Like we're all just agreeing that this thing has value or the same for like ETH or Solana. It's like, we're kind of all agreeing that this thing has value. Um, and it takes time to build that movement. Right now we're like still in the very early phases of like the idea and the concept of collecting content, collecting digital items. Um, and I don't think that idea has fully proliferated out to the mainstream, but with time, I think that idea will just grow. So actually, I, I don't know if there's like a specific thing that we need to adjust. It's more so just like understanding that these things take time um, and that it's like a mental and cognitive shift for how mainstream consumers think about um, digital content. Because granted, we're coming from like uh, an internet where everything is free. Like literally everything is free to consume and you just get hit with like ads, which is how they're like making money. Um, and that's, that's a big like cognitive shift um, for, for the mainstream consumer. Well, everything is free because you end up being the product of the things that you enjoy consuming. And the, the, I guess the argument in Web3 is that everything is still free. You can still consume, but now you have this layer of, of uh, I guess, ownership, right? And only a few people could own, either one or a limited few can own what everyone then consumes for free, mm -hmm. right? Do you believe in that sentiment or do you envision a different thesis? You know, I, I used to really believe in that sentiment. And I could be completely wrong on this. You know, I, we're still so early, but recently um, I've been more inspired by open editions and kind of like moving past, you know, artificial scarcity. Um, that that really has inspired me more. Just like kind of the concept of instead of thinking about it too much, like it's um, money and you're spending money to collect things. It's more so about collecting the things that you like love. Um, and I don't, I don't really. There's something that just disconnects with me about like uh closing the access for people who can like connect things collect things that they love um or at least within like a tolerant bound it's it's difficult to strike that balance between like making money uh and also just like providing widespread accessibility i'm curious like from your from your perspective as a creator um like what do you think of open editions like fully open editions versus doing more scarce drops like what has been successful for you so I can, I can speak about my experience doing like podcast NFTs. Um, and I could also, I'll also tie it into my experience of just seeing like the general market for creators and how they think about things. Um, for me, I've been experimenting, experimenting with, uh, with like limited editions for podcast NFTs. And I just did my first open edition last week for podcast NFTs, which funny enough was the first open edition for a podcast. From what oh, I can see out that's there, huge. Congrats, which was man. sick. That's I know. Thank you. I'm really, I'm really excited about that. And when I think about like from a pure monetization perspective, I was able to make more money from the open edition than I was from the close edition. Um, and in the grand scheme of things, like for my limited edition ones, they're typically between 25 to 33 editions. For my open edition, it was 250 editions, 102 unique collectors. Yeah. 
That's right? And, and for me, it's like the more I can grow my community of collectors, which is essentially my audience, right? My on-chain audience, the better it is for me. My struggle is, is trying to figure out how to do it in a way where I can also incentivize my collectors to reap the value as collectors like expect to do. Mm -hmm. Right. And typically from open editions, there's a history of, of value kind of like diminishing. And we saw this very clearly in the nifty gateway era of all these, all these digital artists coming in from Instagram and their corporate worlds and finding NFTs as a, as a tool for, for creative freedom, issuing open editions and, um, their economic value sort of declining. And you have the maxis that say, forget that. It's not about that. It's about creating art and finding your collector base. But also if a collector is going to keep supporting you, like the economics need to make sense. Um, so I don't have a definitive answer. And every time I do a podcast NFT, I always say, this is a new experiment because it's like you're, you're, you're accumulating data points to learn throughout your process, mm -hmm. right? So I'm constantly trying to remind myself that I'm a student in this. I think additions are more exciting, right? They have more room for, for scale, but also the price for an addition is typically less than the price for a limited amount, right? Or like a limited edition. An open edition price is less than uh, a closed edition amount, right? Like, so I don't, I don't have a concrete answer. Um, I know when, when creators, they drop open editions after they have so many limited editions out there or one of ones, they get uh, paranoid and like a lot of anxiety around how that's going to affect their collector base. But in the grand scheme of things, we're still so early and the, the rate of adoption for NFTs and, and just like cryptographic tokens is so minimal that even if you mint 6,000 editions and you consistently provide value and value is very arbitrary, whether it be through content monetization, imagine what that may look like five years from now when we increase the number of users in Web3. Like your open edition is going to seem relatively small in the grand scheme of things, mm -hmm. you know? So there's, there's all these different points of discussions and debates. Yeah. What do you think based off that? Um, no, that was such an interesting. So th th this specifically is the stuff that I like love talking about. Um, I'm really curious about, you know, like how do you like design these economic incentives where there's like collector retention, but then there's also this like widespread accessibility and they seem like these two opposing forces and we've been like, we've done a lot of experiments um, in this from like hyperlinked NFTs to uh, additions, to auctions, to milestones. So we've done a bunch of experiments. I um, mean, we still are trying to kind of crack that balance. Um, one thing though, I wanted to, like what you were saying reminded me of a conversation I had with um, Arweave Sam, Sam Williams, um, the founder of Arweave. And he was talking about how um, like content usually scales linearly. Like this is kind of a math thing, but um, like as a creator, you can only create so many videos in a day or so many, you know, songs, you're just kind of like limited. So that growth is like kind of linear, but audience is actually exponential. So as you start picking up like audience, you get more and more people really quickly. Um, and I think there's something really interesting about like, uh, that divergence of, as it grows in popularity, you have a larger and larger audience. And so like those earlier pieces, those earlier open editions might actually be very scarce in the future. Um, that's something like, I, I think it's pretty interesting. Definitely. I, I definitely see that. Another thing that that's like in the back of my mind is like, what does content remixing look like? Mm -hmm. Like how can you incentivize your collectors to remix your content um, and, and create like mountains of, of uh, I guess like affiliate uh, affiliate links 
as we call them in like the web two world where you can have a percentage like if you remix a content it becomes popular and your version of the remix is more popular than the original version of the, of the piece of content like how can you create the, the right dynamics uh and incentivize the right engagement the right sort of like reward reaping through that i think there's if there's an ecosystem that does that well right now it's the lens ecosystem with like their mirror effects and how you can kind of like uh, attach like a, a a curator royalty on it uh sound just announced curator royalties right and like uh, the affiliate system for for people who love music um so that's something that i'm also interested about because on tiktok you have all these creators remixing other creator content right and creating their own versions and oftentimes like if you see a dog howling and like it hits like a c and an e and a d or whatever whatever the keys are. I'm not a musician in that sense. Okay. I just hit things on the drums, but then you see like a trumpet player come in and like remix it and had and add his own solo. And then the guitarist jumps in, adds their own solo. And then the drummer comes in and adds the backbeat. And then you have like a singer come on and like, you have this entire piece of content that was originally like seven seconds long, become this insane song from like 30 different uh, artists just contributing to it. Yeah. So what do splits look like around that thing? So these are the things that I think about too. I don't know, now I'm rambling, but my mind is going in a completely different direction. Oh, 100%. Like that, I feel like that is like the the end goal. Like we nailed it as a community, like as an industry. If we get to that point where you have just this web of content and people are being creative and building on top of like content, like they build on top of protocols now, I think like that, that is like minted, like, literally the, mm. the perfect experience because imagine like taking a sound nft being able to take that music put it into like a glass video um add something on top of it like that ability to like interoperate is something we're really missing and we kind of missed it uh on on glass as a platform but we're really trying to work towards that i think we're we're too early to even implement something like that like yeah. there needs to be a platform that exists that has the virality of TikTok and has the creative tools and simple tools like TikTok that then acts as a like an application Lego across all these protocols and applications, indexes all that data, provides simple tools to remix and organize and whatnot. We're so far away from We're that. so far away from um, it. Um I will say, like what TikTok killed is is really the creator tool. Like the ability to make videos so easily on your phone. They really can I mean the algorithm is obviously like top in class but um just making it like reducing the friction to making a, a video is like i think really where they like excelled um and then you know being able to mm -hmm. make a split super easily being able to layer over that dog and we really don't have creation tools like that um and it still seems like pretty far away what's up guys thank you for listening if you've gotten this far then you are a champ and i owe you a free listener pin go to adamlevy.io forward slash nft Fill in your info and I'll distribute the NFT towards the end of the season. By collecting your pin, you prove your contribution to the season and get exclusive access to content, allow lists, and more. So be sure to collect yours. Also, please make sure to rate and subscribe to the podcast wherever you're listening. This helps me out so much. And finally, hit me up on Twitter at LevyChain. I want to hear what you're building, the latest crowdfund you're trying to complete, or if you simply want to chat. I love talking about where crypto meets the creator economy, and it's no different if it's coming from you directly. So thanks again for your support. It means the world, and I'll see you on the next episode.